0: All right, guys, this is just a quick bonus edition. Um, there was some stuff that I didn't cover in the last episode that I was actually hoping to get to, and it's about some of the rumors that are flying around. Uh, as far as the staff, some of you have DM'd me about it. Some of you have uh, you know, posted it on message boards and things like that, and uh, I just want to address them. So first I'm going to start off with the wide receiver position. Uh, what's the word on what's happening there, what I think is going to happen there, so uh, the word at the wide receiver position seems to be you're either going to hire Malcolm Kelly or Rashad Samples. Now, if you don't know who those two are, Rashad Samples is the running backs coach for the L.A. Rams. And Malcolm Kelly is the wide receivers coach at TCU. And we know the kind of season TCU is having right now. Um, you know, they're well on their way to college football playoff if they get the win versus Kansas State. Or if you're listening to this, the game probably already happened. So um Assuming they are in the college football playoff at this point, uh, the Horn Frogs are having an incredible season this year. And of course, Kelly also is a former Oklahoma wideout. So, obvious reasons there. But those are the two names that really stick out the most when you talk about uh, who's taking this job. I think Malcolm was really the first name that came to everybody's mind way back in August, even when kill Gundy uh, was let go. And to my knowledge, Malcolm was actually offered the job at that point, but he didn't take it because you know he didn't really want to jump at it that quickly, which you got to understand i mean it's it's in August, it's fall camp you don't want to make that decision you know right before the season right like literally right before the season starts. Um, another name that came up, and I, I literally don't think there's anything to this one, but the other name that came up was uh, Daryl Wyatt, who is the wide receivers coach at Boston College. Now, why I think that would make sense is because, if you guys don't know, Daryl Wyatt used to coach at Oklahoma. He was the uh, wide receivers coach and passing game coordinator, and he actually recruited my dad to Oklahoma. So there's a connection there. He and my dad uh, knew each other, and he got him to OU. So I guess you could kind of thank Daryl Wyatt for me being such the OU fanatic that I am now. But anyway – uh Wyatt also coached with Jeff Levy at UCF. So he has a connection with those guys as well. So uh now I don't think there's a chance that he's getting the job at all. I don't think that's happening. I just thought it was pretty interesting to know that they contacted him about it from what they're from what the word is. Now, as far as I think who gets the job, I think the job belongs to Rashad Samples at this point. And um, uh, you know, all those samples as a running backs coach he played receiver so he knows what he's talking about he was actually an assistant wide receivers coach at texas at one point so he knows some stuff and i think the thing about receiver is like you know people flip out because oh well these guys you know of course drops were a big issue this year well here's the thing about it when you coach for wide receivers i don't think it really takes the the just the smartest person in the world to do it because as a coach what you're really coaching is you're coaching route running you're coaching starting stance, you're coaching, getting off the ball, well getting off the press, I should say. Uh, you know, reading coverages, you're coaching those kind of things. You can't there's only so much you can teach when it comes to catching the ball. So if people want to rag on the Damian Washington for guys dropping passes, I mean you're a receiver. You know, it's not and there's only so much that you can do to teach somebody. I mean, the really the only thing they teach you when it comes to catching the ball is one, take a picture with the ball, like you know they tell you when the ball's coming, take a picture of it, nose of the ball and make the diamond that's what they teach you right that's all you got to say. you know catching is something you really can work on in your alone time, obviously, I think they're working on that at practice at the University of Oklahoma. I would be very concerned if the receivers weren't learning how to catch passes, like if they weren't getting passes the if they weren't doing pat and go and all that stuff, like you can almost bet that they're doing that, but Catching the ball, that's stuff that you can do in your own time when it comes to jugs machine and all that stuff. So I think that this hire really is going to be a lot based off of because I know the big question has been, well, is this going to be a hire about development or a hire about recruiting? You know, the thing I think is this, like, I don't know much about Brian Hartline and I'm sure he's a good coach, but we all would be super successful coaches as well if we had the stable that that guy's brought in. So you look at Brian Hartline and he's brought in guys like Garrett Wilson. Uh, I think Olave was already there. I don't even remember when Hartline got there, but uh, you know, he coached those two, uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., we all know the damage he's doing this year. Jackson Smith and Jigba before he got hurt. Um, you know, there are some names that I'm missing, but all those guys were highly recruited guys at high school. They were gonna start, they were gonna start anywhere. And so when it comes to that, I don't think it really will take much development because the thing about Rashad samples is this is a dude that can recruit his tail off and something. I'm going to try to try to look up some of the guys because I know I'm going to forget some, but some notable names. I mean, think So Sonny Dykes, first of all, just back check a little bit. So for those who don't know, Rashad samples, dad is the head coach at Duncanville high school in Texas. And. I think everybody is familiar with Duncanville because they have Division One players every year, and uh, they have guys that OU's on. I mean, Savion Bird, who's at Oklahoma right now, actually uh, was a guy that uh, came from Duncanville, and he was actually a guy that the Sooners had to fight for uh, on the, at the early signing period. But um, when you have that connection you're going to be able to get into Duncanville a lot more. And some of the guys that they're, that they're recruiting at the moment are uh, guys like Kay Durham, the 2024 running back who actually is originally from Oklahoma. And then. uh, uh Decorian Moore, who's a 2025 wide receiver as well. And he was actually at one of the camps that I was at. So they, they have some dudes that are going to be on the come up, but. Anyway, back to my point. So Samples originally coached at SMU, and that's kind of where he made a name for himself under Sonny Dykes. And he originally followed Sonny Dykes to TCU, and then he ended up going to the NFL. But when he was at SMU, he got guys in there, and then he ended up going to TCU and brought guys over there. So guys like Jordan Hudson, some of you may remember that name. Jordan Hudson was once committed to Oklahoma in the 2022 class. Uh, well, he's up there right now. He's up at TCU now, but he was once committed to Oklahoma and decommitted and then um, committed to SMU at first. Uh, Chase Biddle was a guy that Oklahoma was really getting in on, and then he ended up enrolling at TCU. So Samples is a guy who can recruit, and from what I know, he has a really good relationship with Brent Venables. I don't know how far back their connection goes. I don't, I'm not too sure how they have a connection. Uh, but I think if samples is the guy, you can almost bet that this is a, re- this is a hire. That's really going to be, Hey, we're going to, we're going to now. now here's the other thing too. Like I, I have been hearing that he's going to get hired now, whether if it's re- specifically receivers, I don't know. Now, obviously it lines up because of the time, but he could be a guy that you maybe just have in your recruiting department. It could be something like that. But as far as I know, he would, he would be coaching receivers. Um, Now, when exactly is that going to be? I don't know. And I've heard a lot about maybe next week could be when that comes out because Samples obviously has other job offers. Samples obviously has other job offers. I think teams that were on the table was um, uh, Texas A&M is one of them. As you saw, they let go of their offensive coordinator the other day, which their offensive coordinator is kind of their head coach. But anyway... Um, Texas State interviewed him. I think that was the word around the block for uh, for their head coaching job. I think that was the word, and they ended up hiring a guy last night. Uh, so Texas, I think, is another job that came up. So he's got other opportunities, but I think this is a situation It's kind of like if you guys may remember the situation with Brett last year was like you know there was so much stuff flying around and then it came out initially that hey if Brent gets offered this job he's going to take it i feel like this is a situation with samples that maybe if they formally offer him the job he'll accept it i think i think that's the way that's going to go now again i i firmly believe he's the favorite for the job uh, so i wouldn't be ex- i wouldn't be surprised if that comes out sooner or later that he's going to be taking that so, and for for somebody like Malcolm Kelly, I mean, you gotta kind of look at it for TCU. Look at what those guys are doing right now, and I understand it, you know, coming back home to Oklahoma. But TCU is doing great right now, and they're going to be rolling under Sonny Dykes in the future. So, I don't know if you know Malcolm maybe wants to just continue to be a part of that. I mean, we'll see what whatever way, whichever way that the wind blows on that. But the next um, staff situation that's been going around, it's been really hot. is the defensive coordinator, and I know a lot of people are. You know, nothing's happened yet. There hasn't been an official change. Like, if you go look it up, Ted Roof is still the defensive coordinator. But so here's the deal with that whole situation. So from what I've been told, Ted Roof was the guy at the beginning. Like, Ted Roof, I know a lot of people before the season assumed that, you know, Roof was just a puppet. Even I assumed that that Roof was just kind of going to be an eye in the sky, and he just had defensive coordinator in his title. But that wasn't the case. Ted Roof actually did. You know call this defense he ran the meetings he did all that but then as the season ended up going Winding down and I guess you can say going downhill And brent venables had more responsibilities to juggle. He ended up Brent also ended up taking control of the defense on top of his head coaching stuff And I know a lot of people want to say like well brent needs to just call the defense because he's brent freaking venables I understand that but i've never I I can't say i've never i'm not the biggest fan of head coaches Call. Like, if it's your scheme, that's fine. If it's your scheme, but you've got somebody else calling it, I get that. But head coach is calling it and, and controlling everything, running the meetings and running all this stuff while also juggling the a million responsibilities of a college football head coach at a major program. It's not easy to do. And like we, we kind of saw that when Lincoln Riley, to be honest. I mean, last year's offense wasn't terrible. But it wasn't the same as what it was. Now, you can say that's a talent thing because as I discussed in the last episode, you had talent on talent on talent on talent on uh Riley's first two first two teams, even his third team that he had at Oklahoma. But you didn't have that same firepower you had in twenty you didn't have that same firepower in twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one that you had in twenty seventeen, eighteen, and nineteen. And and so and, and nineteen really is debatable. So, you know, there was a lot of discussion that Riley needed to probably hire an offensive coordinator. And I kind of got on that train at one point, but knowing what I know now, obviously I see why they didn't, but, uh, you know, Venables basically kind of took that took kind of got back his defensive ways. And I don't think he really wants to, I haven't talked to Brent about that. So like, I can't really attest to that, but I don't think he really want. I think he wants to be the head coach. He doesn't want to have to control the meetings and do all this stuff. And so, What you have to do if you're in Oklahoma in this situation is, one, you got to think back, was anybody ever really happy with that hire, first and foremost? I mean, like I say this, I think the world of Ted Roof is a person. I think he's a great dude. I've met him before. He's a really cool guy. So I'm not saying you fire him completely. I mean, I think Roof would be perfectly fine if you put him in the recruiting department or if you let him be give him an off the field role. Don't, don't make him be somebody that has something to do with the game planning because at the same time, he is an older guy. So, I mean, it's not like retirement would be out of the question either. I feel like that's a conversation that maybe that they've already had is, Hey, we think it's probably better for you to retire. And I, and I know like thinking back on Tim Kish when he was the linebackers coach here, I don't know if he got like forced to retire, but he, at the same time he was in his sixties. And, and so And I think that was around the time when Stoops was let go, when Mike Stoops was let go. So that made sense because he was one of Mike Stoops' guys. But, uh, you know, it could be a situation like that where maybe this is just the end of Ted Roof's coaching career and he chooses to just go in that direction. Now, as far as what you do there if a decision is made, and by the way, I do want to say this, I'm going to be completely honest, I do think a change happens at defensive coordinator just based off of not only what I just said but other things that I really can't get into on the pod, or publicly at least, that, like, And they're not terrible things, just things I don't think I can say on here yet. But, um, you know, I do think a change happens as far as when it would happen. I think maybe from any time you're listening to this until after the bowl game, that could probably be something uh, that comes up. But uh, as far as who you would go out and get now, you know, my personal favorite and the one that I would really be jumping on the tables for And I will, I will personally go down to the Switzer center and put signs outside that building to protest my love for it. Uh, Brandon Hall, I would love for Brandon Hall to get a promotion because, you know, here's the thing. Like I brought that topic up on the message boards the other day too, about Brandon Hall uh, being a defensive coordinator and he's been a defensive coordinator. He was a defensive coordinator at Troy but I thought he should have been the D coordinator from the jump from the day Brent Venables got hired. I would have loved it because one, I think you can say this. The safeties did play a little bit better this year. And obviously it's not saying much because, you know, safety play at Oklahoma hasn't been good for the past. I don't know how many years, probably since Tony Jefferson was here, but Billy Bowman had a great year this year. Key Lawrence had a better year this year and Brandon Hall actually might end up landing the best safety in the class and as you're listening to this he probably already did so you know for those who don't know much about Hall Hall originally he's an Oklahoma guy I mean he's from Oklahoma uh got his coaching career started at Oklahoma actually started small tidbit he started in, as an equipment manager and then worked his way up to becoming an on-field guy and he's been working under Brent for years I mean really since the beginning from actually before Brent even got here he was at Oklahoma and then he was learning under Brent, kind of got his teeth cut under Brent. Brent used to kind of beat him up mentally. He didn't actually throw punches at him, but you get what I'm saying. He, he was hard on him. Uh, so, I mean, Brent was known to challenge Brandon, and I'm pretty sure he still is now that he's kind of a full-time assistant coach. And as you've noticed, Venables kind of take over the play, calling duties on defense at the latter half of the year. You've seen Brandon Hall right there on his hip. If you don't know what Brandon Hall looks like, he's the guy that's wearing the all blue. OU hat and the all blue OU hoodie on the sideline right next to Brent. That's who Brandon Hall is. So that's, I think that would, first of all, if they decided to hire somebody internally, that would be the first guy that I go with. Um, Another name that's been out there kind of swirling around, and I think I can probably say this now because it's kind of public, uh, Zach Arnett, the guy from Mississippi State. And a lot of what he does reminds me of Brent because he's a younger guy. He's an energetic dude. He he has a defense that's known for being aggressive. They're known for blitzing a lot, and they're known for being physical. And he also runs a base three three five scheme, which is something that Brent started to do kind of in his latter years at Clemson when he when he had Isaiah Simmons, just raising hell on everybody. You know, uh, they were they were running that little funky three three five stuff, and it was stuff that they actually got from another guy named John Haycock, the, the coordinator at Iowa State. That was a name I thought about, but I don't think it happens because he's also an older guy, and I don't know if he would leave Iowa State. Uh, that's not saying that like he's just super loyal to Matt Campbell or anything. I just don't think he would leave. Uh, but as far as this Arnett guy, so from what he's got at Mississippi State, I mean, he's had a unit that's been the best at getting off the field on third downs, and as we know, that's something that Oklahoma has lacked for years And they've allowed the fewest first downs. They allowed the fewest first downs last season and allowed the second fewest total plays, I think, in the SEC. I don't think nationally, but in the SEC, they did. And, again, Oklahoma's defenses have lacked being physical and lacked being getting off the field on crucial downs in the past few years because when Ted Roof got hired, I remember the consensus was like, as long as the guy can get stops on third down, I don't care. And that obviously got a little bit worse. So uh, that's an interesting name. Now, the last name here, and I'll shut up because I'm gonna be honest. If this if this guy actually ended up getting the job, it would be an absolute home run hire. And this would probably be something that allows Brent to kind of sit back and take up more of a CEO approach. Jim Leonard, the defensive coordinator at Wisconsin. Now, is there anything to that? I don't think so. But I guess the rumors have been out there that um he would be contacted maybe. And I'm pretty sure he would be contacted. I mean, Wisconsin's defense is like, just to be honest, man, Wisconsin's defenses in the last couple of years have been great. Uh, you know, they've had, I think Le- Leonard's been there for six years as a D coordinator or six seasons as a D coordinator. And four out of those six seasons, they had top 10 defenses. Uh, This past year, I think they had a top, well, they might've had the top 20, something like that, but they had a, they had a solid defense this year. Uh, he did well pretty well as the interim head coach and he really was the favorite to get that job until They kind of struck it out with that now The reason I haven't taken leonard serious is because I don't know if he would leave constant and i'm pretty sure luke fickle would want to keep him I think luke fickle's already kind of said Uh, he's kind of already sung his praises. So I don't know if fickle will keep him around there But jim leonards hasn't coached anywhere, but wisconsin. He played at wisconsin. He's a wisconsin legend as a player you know he's from Madison, so I mean he's got all the connection in the world to stay at Wisconsin. Um, but I think if you're making the case for him to come to Oklahoma, I mean again, much like Brent, he's a younger or much like Brent when he was first at Oklahoma, he's a younger guy, full of energy, uh, runs a little bit different. I mean he does the three down line and stuff, but he runs kind of more of a three four system. Uh, but I think for him. It's a matter of a guy who if you're Brent Venables, you I mean, well, not if you not even if you're Brent Venables. If you're just making the case for Leonard, it's like, you know, you're 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 40 years old, so you're so relatively young in your coaching career, you get an opportunity to come and learn from one of the greatest defensive minds ever in Brent. And, you know, you do some similar things. You guys will be able to mesh it because you think back like to back in the day when Mike when Mike Stoops and Brent Venables were co-coordinators together, they would put all this stuff together. And that's why these defenses were so dang good. And now it's, you may be able, you know, Brent can kind of take a load off, have his input from time to time. Now the question would remain who, who would coach linebackers? Like the thing with Arnett is I think Arnett could be the D coordinator and linebackers coach, but when it comes to like Leonard and Leonard is a safeties guy, so he wouldn't be, coaching linebackers or who knows if they do something stupid but uh, he wouldn't be doing that anyway um, you know you have that and the other thing with Leonard as well is Jay Valai I don't think a lot of people know Jay Valai played at Wisconsin uh, but Valai ended up coming a year after Leonard graduated so but from what I've heard they're pretty good friends which I mean would make sense you know two former Badger DBs I mean didn't come that long I don't know maybe Leonard hosted a on his recruiting trip or something like that i don't know how far back that connection goes but i've heard they're pretty good friends and it would make sense for them having that wisconsin connection so if he wants to come do that hey more power to him uh now the thing about the leonard is that i posted a picture of him with no context on twitter and people flipped out about it ended up on the message boards and people are kind of having a having a ball with that one. Guys, i am gonna be honest. I posted that just for no reason. Like I wasn't, there's nothing to that. Now, again, it is just rumors. So I don't know if there's really any legs to the whole thing, but who knows? I mean, anything can happen in this day and age. Um, And like I said, if they ended up making that hire, it would be an absolute home run. And it would be a hire that I think for this D because here's the other thing too, as well. And I know I've said, here's the other thing, like, 500 times in the past five minutes, but, uh, this should be the last thing. One of the things about Jim Leonard's defenses, and you've heard this really all year about Brent's defense and Brent would completely disagree with you on this, but you've heard that, you know, the defense is complicated. The system's complicated. They just can't get it. Like one of the things about Leonard that people talk about is how his scheme is kind of, it's not easy, but it's, he kind of breaks it down to where it's more simple to learn. And his system clearly works at Wisconsin. So for somebody like Brent, you take those two schemes, you mix them together, you may be able to kind of dumb it down a little bit and make some magic. So uh, I would absolutely love any one of those three hires if it happened. Again, the whole defensive coordinator subject here is really just kind of throwing something off the wall and seeing if it sticks. Again, I'm fairly confident that they make a change there. Uh, So – you know, from my lips to your ears, uh, we'll see when all this stuff happens. You know how these coaching searches go. They're always weird, and, and stuff happens at 80 freaking moments. So if names start to change out of nowhere, we'll keep you updated. And for us to keep you updated, you should be following the Instagram at Sooner Sports Daily, and that's where you'll get all your news from. But thank you for tuning in to this episode. This bonus episode went a little longer than I thought, but uh, make sure you guys share it, leave a rating, and review. Let me know if you liked it. Let me know if you hated it. Either way, it's appreciated. All feedback is appreciated. But once again, thank you for listening. Boomer Sooner.